Welcome back, everybody. What's up? Early stage. Doing where we where we talk about uh, our early journey through through real time. Yeah, and um, all the stupid things we did along the way. Yeah, because there's a lot of them. So Noah's Noah's low energy over there because because he's he's fighting de- his demons inner yeah. demons. I was uh, I was a good soldier. I got the booster. Yeah. Um. But boy, did it boost me. Yeah. It had me in the dumps. Well, you know, it's it's a good thing though because uh, the episode today is going to be talking about um kind of post COVID <coughs> real time life, I guess you could say, which or, is where things really kind of yeah picked up. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, because before in the last episode we had just ended, you know, school had ended, blah blah blah. It was March of 2020, so I guess we can pick up also in March of 2020. Um, and I imagine today we'll get through at least close to this, let's say, summer. Summer yeah, of the same year. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. I, I think it's important to say again, I think I said this last time, but um, it's kind of dark to say it. But if not for COVID, um, I do not think real time would still be existence. No, no. Like like we said, it gave us a lot of time, um, kept us focused in a way. Um, you know, we there's literally nothing to do ex- except work on this thing. We, so. we played a lot of 2K. <laughs> a lot of my leagues. Uh, edited a bunch of videos that we at least thought were funny. Drank a lot of wine on a, on a podcast. Similar yep. to this one, which is actually, oh no, that's when we started this podcast. Oh, no, that's when we started the other podcast. We Miss Sports? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yep, that's yep. where the original name come from, yeah. We Miss Sports, because yeah. there was no sports on TV, which was nuts. Well, let's talk about that. How, although it has nothing to do with real time, just a, a quick spiel on how... Uh, Remember, you know, uh, was it Cantor who had touched no, all those things? No, it was Hibbert. Oh, no, uh, uh, Gobert. 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 Gobert touched all those things. The league shut down. Tom Hanks gets yeah, COVID. So there's no more sports. <clears throat> so it was honestly kind of cool because, like, uh, the only thing that was, like, running on all these sports channel was, like, they would replay um, old Super Bowls, old finals games. It was honestly kind of cool because you would be watched, like, I remember watching the – Oh eight Celtics make a run. Mm-hmm. I rewatched that. I they threw on old <laughs> Super Bowl games, and then obviously Last Dance came out. Oh yeah, which yeah, was that, like that was must watch April, TV. No, that was that was towards the summer, I think. No, I've no, no I remember when they, launched, yeah. they ended up moving it up because oh. they were like, oh, people have nothing to do. We're yeah. just gonna put this out now. And UMass especially ended up kind of being somewhat of a ghost town um, because. All the classes went online. Um, obviously, spring like we never returned from spring break uh, in person. So spring break had been extended an extra week, and yeah. then things remained virtual. And so um, I remember for us, uh, we still remained in Amherst, which I think a lot of people did too. At least people who were living off the cool campus. Kids. Yeah, the cool kids. So everybody who was living on campus, I'm sure they they had to skedaddle, but we stayed. And I remember um, we had because we were off campus, we had dining dollars or whatever you want to call them, or YCMB, whatever the, they call. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But we went to um, the, like, on-campus stores, I remember, and we were just cleaning stuff Raining. out because we had to empty out the accounts. That's what we thought because yeah. we were like, oh, we, we're just going to waste all these dining dollars. Yeah, they yeah. ended up refunding a yeah, lot yeah, of it, yeah. so I guess, you know, it's whatever. Um, we were walking out with boxes full yeah. of fruits. We didn't get anything of substance. I got, we like, got nothing relevant. jerky it was, and It was all, like, gummies. snacks. Yeah. I bought, <laughs> dude, I bought a big thing of olive oil. He's like, oh, I was like, oh, I have to learn how to cook now. Yeah. You know, actually, that's what's good, though. COVID did force me to learn kind of how to cook. I'm not a great cook. No, but, but you could make meals. Yeah. No, I got into cooking because before I was god awful. If only we had money for groceries, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I started I started doing a puzzle, a 1,000-piece puzzle. I was doing it in our kitchen table. I, I banged that out. It mm-hmm. was a New Yorker cover. Yeah. Not easy. No, I remember Thought that. Thought I lost a piece at one point. Yeah. It was terrible. But it ended up being complete. I think you guys hung it up. 
Or you know, you left it on the table, I know, for a while, but I don't know what the... Well, actually, so, <laughs> this is funny. When I was younger, I used to do puzzles a lot, mm. um, and then I'd, like, glue them yeah. together. And I think I did that with this one, yeah. but then I it, I think it broke somehow. Mm. I don't know. I gave yeah. up. Lost in the weeds. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, no, that was definitely an intense period of boredom, but I guess to bring it back in real time, we had a lot of time to focus. So we had just assembled our earliest team, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it consisted of myself, Noah, Chad... Um, David, David, who we didn't really mention in the last pod, but David is also, excuse me, he's also from Brookline. Yeah, Chad was the one who recruited David. Yeah. Um, Because obviously I knew David was a a brilliant engineer, but I don't know, for some reason I thought this wouldn't really excite him. I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's on me, but I guess Chad, one day he was like, yeah, Dave's going to help out too. And I was like, oh, no shit, that's dope. Yeah. So so we, and then there was the Bogash and... um, Pre-them. Pre-them, yep. So at this point, between... Bogash, Preetham, and Dave, Jackson. Chad, Jackson, myself, and you. Team of seven. Um, so that's, we, that's the it's the golden number right yeah, there. Yeah, so we had we had quite the group going into this and still not much to do. Um, so this consisted a lot of like although to be I mean, we say not much to do, but I think these were actually important formative years for like the idea, right? So like what does a contest look like? How does scoring work? Like a lot of these mechanics uh, were being forged through conversations that we were having during this time period, right? Yeah. Like, what do we want the screens to look like? What's the experience supposed to be? And all, I mean, all that shit we did back then, basically thrown out by now. Um, obviously, we've continued to iterate, but like that's how we spent most of our time early on was thinking about those things. Yeah, know? I mean, all the credit to world to in the world to to Chad and David because they really, again, neither of them had ever used React Native before. They had obviously never really built mobile apps mm. before. Um, so they really, they really got their shit together pretty quick and, and put out something that was usable. I'll never forget the first day that uh, Chad was like, you can log in. Yeah. It, was like, it was like these tiny little like absurd milestones. Yeah. It was like, you can open the app. You can log in. Mm-hmm. You can see questions. Like, yeah. I remember he, we would send us pictures of like the earliest, earliest... Um, like game screen where yeah. it just have a question and like three ugly ass blocks, mm-hmm. but you could pick an answer yeah. and things like that. It, no, yeah, it was, it was kind of awesome seeing that stuff too because um, to this point, um, it still more or less remained an idea, right? Like when we talked to people, it's like this is a thing that we're doing. We're building this thing. It was in the building stage, although you could argue we're still in somewhat of a building stage. Like it, we were seeing it come to life behind the scenes, yeah. which, which I think was really cool. And um, this was during remote school, right? So like we mentioned, things were st- things were remote for the first time. Uh, they remain this way to this day. When but, it was like weird, yeah, because that, that was when like that was like the first time anyone had really been on Zoom. I think yeah. I said that last time. Yeah, none of the professors really knew how to handle things. A couple of my professors made, like, Slack channels yeah. for our class. Mm-hmm. It was just overall really, really weird. And yeah. they would all come up with these, like, artificial ways to, like, um, hold people accountable mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and I was in mainly just, obviously, it was, like, my senior year, so I was just in, like, a bunch of classes with final projects. Yeah. And, like, I could have done literally nothing mm-hmm. in probably half my class and still passed because... Dude, that's what the big thing. They made everything pass fail. Yep, everything went pass. You could, those were the days. You had, <clears throat> there wasn't a limit either, right? You could make every no class. Limit. Yep. You could make every class pass fail. And that remained um, the same. So, okay, I guess not that people need an explanation on pass fail, but obviously usually, usually it's letter grades. And you could have always made one class per semester pass fail. Like that wasn't always a thing that's existed. And then come 
this online semester, they're like, you can make everything pass fail because, you know, you don't know people's situations. Mental maybe health people don't, Yeah, mental health. Maybe people don't have uh, internet connection, whatever. And that remained pretty much throughout the entirety of college for me, as long as I remember. I mean, I think since then, it remained pass fail. And the way pass fail works is if you get, like, a grade that makes your GPA better, it automatically converts to that letter, right? So, like, you just do semi-okay. Maybe you get a, a couple A's, but if not, you just go with some P's. Yeah, worst case, it keeps GPA the same. Yeah, but regardless, to that point, Noah, we should, we should talk about um, you were going to graduate. Just walk us through, um, you know, because I know it wasn't an easy decision. You were kind of weighing your options. So just from your perspective, what was that like? How did you come to your decision? Um, I'll, I'll give the, yeah. give the story. Um, I was ready to get the hell out of there. Cause well, actually in the beginning of senior year, I was like debating doing a fifth year and then senior year started and I was like, I can't do anymore. Yeah, I remember, I remember you were debating it and you were being real coy because yeah. people would be like, so Noah, are you going to come back? <laughs> <laughs> but I did decide to, to leave. Um, and I had a couple pretty cool jobs lined up with a couple pretty cool companies and, um, <laughs> I was going to do, like, marketing or partnership management, mm-hmm. one of those two things. Um, and then COVID happens, and, like, obviously, everyone just kind of yanks job offers and whatnot. We lost our – or I lost my senior season of track, so I was like, that fucking sucks. Um, so then I was, like, kind of just, like, had in the back of my head, like, what if I came back? Because it was either go live at home with my mom mm-hmm. and a jo- and get a job because I would have gotten a job somewhere yeah. like go get a job that I don't really want to do mm-hmm. do that for like nine months then maybe go do something and else still be at home the and whole still time still be at home the whole time yeah. working from my room yeah. or figure out a way to come back um, at that time I assumed I would get all of track back ended mm-hmm. up just being outdoor which was fine um, and still get to do real time which right. was cool. cool and actually I was able to basically finesse the system to a point where I was able to do a co-op for real time, mm-hmm. sign basically sign off all my hours myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I didn't have to take any class, didn't have to pay anything. Obviously, I just had to pay rent. Um, so it, it worked well, out. In the it worked spring, out pretty I think well. you, spring of your fifth year, you ended up having to take spring. One class. I had to take one class, um, but you know, yeah. to that pass fail. Mm. So I ended up coming back. And the funny thing is, though, like. I had, like, nowhere to live. Yeah. So, like, um, originally, so we lived in a house of five. 235. We lived in 235, yeah. And I was, and there were new people moving in. But, and obviously, new people moving in meant that I couldn't live there. But so it was also just, it was also new, it was track people coming yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. So, like, you knew everybody coming in. Yeah, so, like, in. we thought, of, it was a five-person house, and we, like, we floated the idea, like, what if we tried to fit, like, seven people in here? Yeah. And we came to the conclusion that that just wasn't going to work. So then Sam and I ended up getting um, our own apartment across town. Although, in hindsight, the seven people, I think, would have been the superior option. I mean, maybe, like, being by ourselves allowed us to, like, become more adult and focus a little bit better. But in terms of, like, rent, oh, my God. It seven people would have been dirty. I mean, you volunteered like, to, to sleep on the deck. Which for would have been like for, it, it was an it was an indoor deck, yeah. <laughs> and so I would have had a space heater or something. But shit, I was like, dude, for a hundred bucks a month or whatever rent would have been, hell yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, no that'd brainer. Be, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but, but I we, mean, I, and then the ironic thing is that since school remained remote 
three out of the five people that were going to live there didn't come back. So there was so space for us anyway. There would have been space for us anyway. But, but I think but we're, we got ahead of ourselves here. So let's just just to back up. Um, this is still, let's say, it's either, I'm not sure the exact time, but it's either March, April, or May of 2020. Um, you might know better than I. But I, what I want to talk about was the first equity discussions that we had. So this was this was a this is a big milestone for us um, along the journey. Uh, a it big was not, learning moment. Yeah, huge learning moment. Um, in hindsight, obviously, we I think we would do things differently. But in the moment, obviously, what happened is what happened. So why don't we just fill them in? So this is between myself, Noah, and Chad. Um, the and first David. and David, the first divvying of shares. The no only, paperwork. The no only anything. truly, I guess, the, the 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 members of the team that deemed um, valuable enough. Yeah, because, I mean, I, not, it literally took us a couple minutes to be like, uh, you know, everybody else is not getting any equity, pretty much. It, that was decided rather quick. Prior, I mean, what we were trying, and we were trying to be a real company. We would try and do, like, stand-up meetings. We would do, we, at one point, we had, like, a Google Sheet where people would put in what they were working on this week and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there was little to no accountability, and the work that was getting done just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, so, okay, about the, the equity conversation. So between us four, um, what was the original split? Or, like, what, what did we offer? Well, as idiots, um, and I know, like, we had gotten some advice from, like, Ryan yeah. and some people who we were kind of leaning on, and they probably... Which I can see why they came to where they were at, because I think... And not to not to say that this is exactly what they were thinking, but I can see how from an outside point of view, it's like, oh, a bunch of college kids starting a little bit of a company. Like, they're just, you know, divvying away equity here and there. Like, they probably thought we were being maybe naive about it. So Didn't even like, have a product yet. Yeah, so they're like, look, just, you know, be conservative about how much shares you're giving up in this yeah. moment, blah, blah, blah. But I think they also failed to realize, I mean, because... We failed to realize. We failed to realize. And fast forward, they well, we get opposite advice later, later in the story, yeah. obviously. But um, so I think the the uh, optimal situation would have been maybe a four way split. But I think it was decided David wouldn't be getting um, totally equal. Yeah, because I, mean, I think the thing was always because David already had a job yep. with Amazon and he wasn't leaving that. Mm-hmm. So um, so David was going to get like the because I think the from the beginning we were like, OK, OK, David can't have significant equity if he's yeah. off at fucking Amazon. Mm-hmm. So um, we. Obviously, um, handled that with Dave. We ended up doing like a milestone-based thing, but I think he just ended up wrapping up mm-hmm. in around June because yep. um, he wanted to have his summer or whatever. Um, but with Chad, I think we made the glaring uh, Huge, error gigantic error. Of, I don't think we... Obviously, we valued Chad, but I don't think we realized that Chad viewed himself... Um, I think I, don't, I think we didn't recognize how much Chad was into the company. Yeah. So we, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, um, we're we're over on Zoom having like, well, obviously group chats into Zoom, and it's like, you know, uh, you know, like you're replaced, not like you're replaceable, but that was the message, right? And it was like we'll give you like we just like oh yeah, it's like five percent of the option pool, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Which, I guess, especially um, at that point, there was no option pool. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> probably one of the most insulting things we've ever done. Um, so, Especially as a tech company saying, yeah. you know, buzz off to our, our With brilliant design yeah. guy who, who, at this point, just to, to give Chad some credit as well, not only quickly learned, um, taught himself React in order to build this thing and bring it to life, but also 
um, not to uh, disparage anybody else, but we've we've kind of worked with a lot of devs up to this point in a way. Um, and I still would say Chad is still one of, if not the better ones that we've worked with in terms of the we, quality of work. At that time, he, was, uh, he had yet to... Uh, I mean, he was obviously really talented, but he hadn't gone and done a, like a real job yet. Yeah. He had very little experience, basically yeah. self-taught. And I, th- and I think that's what we were maybe holding against him in a way. Yeah, and, and even at um, Tufts, dude, I think he, w- I think he was only a computer science major for like his last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like he came in as like econ or yeah. finance or something like that. Um, but yeah, point of the story is that we severely lowballed Chad. Um, if I could do it all again, would do the complete opposite. Hundred percent gone. <laughs> Full equal, equal from the beginning. Yeah. And then I think eventually we reached um, a spot that, that made sense. But still, I think uh, we, we put too much value in the, in the idea. Yeah, we were <laughs> like, look, we came up with... I mean, we didn't say it, but it, the message was like, we came up with the idea, you joined later type of thing. Yeah, where which in is reality, ridiculous yeah, in essence. Yes. So for any of you people who are listening, I'm sure um, the in- investors and mentors and advisors who are listening to this are having a good laugh at this part. But if anybody's listening to this who's like thinking of starting a company or you're a young person, um, you really, really need to weigh... Like, don't think about the nominal value of these imaginary numbers and really weigh the value of the person. And, like, can are they, are they going to 10x the company, so to speak? And I think the value of Chad, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm pretty happy where we're at today, I would say. But honestly, I think having him from the beginning, one, would have saved us a lot of money. Two, would have saved us a lot of headaches. Three, we could have kicked down fundraising way later down the can. And at this point, I think... We've certainly grown a lot since then. Um, and I know he wanted to go work at HubSpot eventually in order to get that growth. But I think having him as a third member would have caused us all to grow a lot as more, too. So Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before, but if we'd offered Chad what we should have offered him from the beginning, you know, I who knows? Yeah. This could have been I mean, uh, pretty different. And it's important to keep in mind, Chad didn't leave at this point. Like, he didn't hear our no. offer and then disappear. I think we ended up coming back, and we ended up doing a 35-35-30. Um, my, my thing on it, too, was um, you and Chad had a relationship, right? So you guys knew each other. And so I, I'm sure, you know, mixing business and friends is difficult. And so in a way, obviously, I felt pretty strongly about I, I was one of the key proponents of, like, let's, let's like, keep it rather small. You know, I, I bought into that. But I know you also were pretty passionate about it just from the, the friendship standpoint of it. Like, I, these conversations weren't easy. No, not at all. It's a, it's a position you, you don't anticipate no. to hear yourself being in yeah. um, with one of your childhood pals. But, you know, at the very least, we, we were able to move on from it, mm-hmm. do, a lot, 35, 35, 30 do a lot like of good that. work from there. Yep. Um, and then we got to a point over the summer where we had a, a testable product. Yep, yep. So um, keep in mind, too, so... Uh, this these this conversation we had with Chad was still technically my junior year. Um, this was while school was going on. It was Noah's senior year. Yeah, probably like April. And or so May. we're still yeah. So we're still in Amherst at this point. Um, but I actually and you either we didn't really go home. So uh, between let's say May thirty first and June first, we simply moved. Noah moved from where he was. I moved from where I was, and we moved in together into a new location. And then we spent June, July, August, September. Pretty much in Amherst. Like, I, I'm not far from there, so I went home every now and then. But typically, our summer was spent in Amherst working on, you know, who knows what. 
Um, so why, why don't we talk a little extreme bit about... Extreme boredom. No, yeah. Let's talk about the extreme boredom that was leading up into uh, the school year. So you had mentioned we finally had a testable product. So um, that was great. We'll, we'll get to that. But I think looping back in the team um, and what they were kind of working on, I know one of our initial priorities was like, um, which makes sense, um, nine times out of ten, would do it again, is, you know, build, put together a solid landing page um, and put together some sort of referral program. So I remember a lot of our time was spent, like, scraping emails, sending automated messages to people. Like, we spammed UMass emails. We were, we emailed, yeah, I, think I, think, I emailed I think you got every, banned at one point. Yeah, I emailed every single student at UMass, every single one, every single one. I and mean, who knows what the email said. I could probably dig it up. Actually, I can definitely dig it up. But, because, um, well, because we, we obviously knew we couldn't code. We couldn't really do much else. So we were like, we got to be able to um, contribute to this company in, in some way. Um, so we started doing that. We started doing, and we were obsessed with this page called Friday Beers at oh, the time. Let's, let's talk Friday Beers. Um, huh? Obsessed. It was just like funny, you know, memes. They mashed up some video clips, whatever. Um, it was just about like making it to the weekend, essentially. And we were like, you know, we love this page so much, but why don't we just do it all about sports? So we were like, yes, it's genius. And well, let's, let's talk about the, I mean, this, I know it's another company, but let's talk about the rise of Friday Beers. Like they, they shot up. Exponential growth yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean it was hilarious. We, we I couldn't wait to open Instagram and see what they posted. Dude, next. they like were. I couldn't wait till Thursday and Friday because I could see their best videos. Yeah, um, but yeah. So so the idea was, why don't we take clips from other movies and TV shows or whatever, give them our own little overlays and make these videos, put some music over it, learn how to motion track. Yeah, kill kill time. Yes, um, but also it was kind of a useful skill, and I think it was a good, especially given where we are today. I think it was it was useful stuff to do in the beginning. I mean. Ultimately, our our computers were not meant for pumping out that. Cannot type of handle Adobe After Effects, that's for sure. Which I'm no I'm no computer expert by any means, no hardware expert, but it's baffling to me how much processing power it takes to stick some words to a moving and then image. let alone export it. Yeah, like what's up with that? Who who like who does that? St- who who um. Like I, I need to, I need to talk to the people who are over there developing this stuff. Well, dude, I, I need to what, know why. I think what it is is that Adobe After Effects is built for such complex animations, mm-hmm. but um, so so it's built for such complex things that even the simplest mm-hmm. of words, images, additions, whatever, still has to be transcoded in such a complex way. I mean, there'd be like let's say we never made clips that were too long. I think they tend to be around a minute. Yeah, no, that no was, more that than a minute. Instagram limit. You, you try to make a video that's a minute long. Sometimes that thing's rendering for forty-five minutes, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Those were fun to make, though. Yeah, they, the, they, it, and they certainly got you know over the. I will say over the summer and the fall of 2020. Oh, I was pumping out some gems. No, I know that. I mean, that was your 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 calling to an extent. I feel like I lost my juices. I, I like to consider myself a funny guy, and I still want to get back into it. I really do. I need a better laptop, though. Um, but you were pumping out some gems. The music was right. The tasty licks were hit. Oh, nothing like getting a good beat drop with some dancing. No, I know. Some it, good memes. It, if, if you want to see some of those early works, just like scroll to the beginning of our Instagram page, yeah. at realtime.sports. And, I mean, it was, it was gold. People loved the, the fantasy football series. Some of them, some of them too, we were like surprised they didn't do better. 
I think that's when we realized, obviously, you know, we, we find certain things funny that not everybody else does. Because sometimes yeah. we post them and be like, how, how weren't they crying laughing? At, like, well, how, how dude, didn't this I, one th- blow up? A part of it, too, is like, um, and we were trying to grow on Instagram by like following a shit ton of people. Yeah. and then Comment. We used to, remember we commenting. used to, um, we, we would follow a bunch of pages that were adjacent um, in industry, right? So it'd be like ESPN or uh, Sports Bleacher Center, or House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, all these different accounts. And we'd have their notifications on. Every time they posted, we would try to be one of the first comments because then we'd Say get some engagement. Weak. And that actually, like, I thought that was pretty effective. It did work. But yeah. your phone is blowing up it's like, all yeah, it's day. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. That's an intern job right there. Yeah. Um, and that's when we brought on Freeman. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Owen. Owen, yeah. And then there was Jake. Yeah, so we brought on a couple interns we were that blogging. were like strictly content. We yeah. had blog. We were pumping out the clips. I mean, we ended up getting over like a thousand followers, which are not bad, I guess. Um, On Instagram, right? Yeah. Which we're still in the thousand range. I think we're at like, what, 1,800 now? Yeah. We, once we hit a thousand or 1,200, growth just stopped. Yeah. Um, Instagram's not the platform for that. It's not. Honest. It's really not. Unless you're Friday beers. Yeah. But they're still kicking. They're back. They're back and better. No, they never they, lost it. They've been uh, entertaining me as of late. But um, yeah, we needed to we needed to give our make ourselves feel somewhat useful. Yeah, is the narrative. There. Which which actually just to bring it back to the, the Chad discussion too, that was a piece of it as well that I think we messed up on is once again realizing the value that we bring. Like uh, t- to your point, I think we were overweighing the idea. No right? hard like, skills. Yeah, no zero hard no skills. No tangible experience. Did really nothing to move the ball along except. Are like bully pulpit, so I mean, to speak. Be- because now it's like we're very involved with the product, how it looks, how it feels, everything like that. But basically, Chad was the entire product team, mm-hmm. product and engineering team yeah. by himself mm-hmm. because he, we would just kind of like spitball fucking ideas in these like two hour long useless meetings. Yeah. And then Chad would go back and do something that basically resembled what we were all yeah. talking about. And you, you can't market without a solid... Pro- I mean, you can, but like we, you can't market effectively sometimes without a clear product. We had nothing to sell. Um, so we were definitely quite useless, so to speak. And but it's the- not like we were couldn't fundraise because we literally had nothing. Yeah. Um, couldn't even win the damn UMass comp- yeah, pitch competition. Yeah, so the, 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 the pitch competition finals were supposed to be like a week after we got sent home. But then they ended up pushing them to the following year, thinking that it would be in person. Then, of course, it ended up being virtual still. Yeah. Um, but, well, let's talk about that. So that ended up being, I think, in maybe September or something like that. Or, I don't September, know. September, September yeah. yeah. First week, like, like, of the new semester, yeah. I guess. And so over the summer, um, like we mentioned earlier, we finally kind of had a product that could be tested. So we are using, like, Expo um, and, like, Test Flight or whatever. And we... we but we were hyped to have that, honestly. It was, like, yeah. amazing. Hit up, like, 10, 12, 15 of our pals, yeah. had them come on. We would, um, we, like, found, like, a first half of, like, an old game on YouTube. We would stream it on Twitch, I think. Yeah, we yeah, would we stream Twitch, Twitch to stream it so everybody could watch it. And then we'd, we'd push out the questions. The questions we yeah. would, like, uh, and it was funny. We didn't have notifications at the time, so we'd have to be, like, okay, guys, you have a new question. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Though, man, and, and honestly, once again, it's the overall theme, right? Nobody told us it sucked. There was an inkling there. People, like, were enjoying it. They were more into the game. We ran a lot of those tests, actually. I think we had almost, like, 30 or 40 different people run through and play. Yeah, um, we, were, we, were, we, got, we had, like, a 
people's dads on there. We yeah. had Abby and Charlotte try. It. I was like, oh, yep. we need girls to try it. Yeah, yeah no, and, um, and we, then we would do like interviews afterwards. And the and the the interviews, and even to this day, the things that people say are always so helpful. Um, regardless of if it's positive or negative, you just you're essentially really in somebody else's mind just for a moment. The way they look at things, the way they feel and interact with things, what annoys them, what they really like, and, so, and it always will surprise you. But it's always so good. So, um, shout out to everybody who uh, kind of you know listened to us ram on, ramble on yeah. about our pitch, and then you know when we finally tried it. when we finally brought it to life, they they gave us the time of day to to actually try it. Yeah, and then. It's funny because the first initial version, because um, the initial idea was just like, oh, people need to be able to make private groups. Yeah. So that testable version, you would open it up and we'd like, wouldn't tell them anything and see if they could actually figure out how to make a group, mm-hmm. add people to that group, um, which is now something that we it's like struggle with, I guess, in terms of how to make people actually use it because then we ended up pivoting to this public game model mm. where anyone could join, which yeah. probably made sense um, at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, to, to that part about the private groups, is that's a feature that still kind of exists in the product we have today, but it's probably um, almost definitely underutilized. Like, we have we have data that shows not many of them are made or used. Sometimes they, they are. Um, but I think it goes back to really incentives. And this is something that maybe we're learning today. It's like, how do you... Um, one, you can't be married to any feature or idea. You know, let the users let you know what is working, what's not. But like, how can you motivate somebody to like want to even make a private group? Right, like putting yourself in the shoes of this person, talking to that person, hearing them. Like, what makes somebody say, um, no, you know, winning fifteen bucks would be great, but I'd actually rather just play in a room with my buddies. Right, it's like a very there's something that motivates and them to do that. How can you make it fucking? Yeah easy enough so they can do it and yeah. not see it as something that's mm-hmm. difficult. And and so, you know, that that was funny too because the product that we ended up launching initially did not have private groups or friends. And so we that for the longest time we were always like, yeah, this new version, you have private groups and friends, you have private groups and friends like that. Looking back on it, it was so silly for us to like harp on that because even today those are probably underutilized features. Maybe in the yeah. future they'll have some utility, but the time spent working on them was probably not worth just focusing completely on the game, right? Like yeah. if everything was focused incredibly on the game, some of the stuff that we're even tweaking and fixing today, we could have solved months ago. No, true. You know? But uh, yeah, so we tested it. We were pretty happy about that. The Instagram was going well. Um, and then we get to the fall and we were just like, I think we had a conversation in the kitchen and we were literally like, what is stopping us from just launching this thing? And we were like, at a certain point, we just we, we have to put something out there so yeah. people can start using it. Yeah. Um, so we ended up having that conversation. We talked with Chad. He said, he was like, all right, I need like three weeks to reconfigure this. So that's just public, public contest. Mm-hmm. And then some finishing touches. And I remember... And it looked beautiful. No, we thought it looked great. And um, I remember we were having some trouble getting approved on test flight. Mm-hmm. Um but um, and then we didn't really fully expect to be approved on the App Store. That was a great day. Let's yeah, talk about and that. And then day. all of a sudden, Chad sent a message of just the champagne glasses. I remember we he were, was like, "We got approved." Now we were like, "No fucking so we, way!" So our place in uh, in Amherst had a balcony. We were on the second floor, um, and so we had a nice balcony. Living lavish. Yeah, living lavish. And so I remember it was maybe nighttime that that we had gotten the notification that it was finally in the App Store, and we were like, "Wow." Let's, like we, we immediately ran to the app store. We typed it in. We saw it. We yeah. we gave out a Yahtzee, you know, that we pop some, some champagne. Pop a mini bottle of champagne. Yeah. No, that was awesome. That What a day, huh? 
Yeah, that was great because um, two weeks before, we had actually gone to L.A. to uh, visit our buddy Jake. Yeah. And um, Whoa, whoa, we're way forward now. I know. I didn't well, think we were going to get there. Yeah, well, you we know, not, much, not much happens. We have time for this? Well, it's just we'll take it up to launch. Yeah, we'll just yeah. briefly talk yeah. about L.A. Um, because we're out there. We're visiting our buddy Jake. And then Ryan, one of our advisors, is like, you guys should go meet this guy, Nick Rellis, who mm-hmm. founded Drizzly. Yep. Um, and we're like, okay. <laughs> so we pull up to this, like... Sort of West Hollywood. We, we weren't even fully expecting. Like, I, I guess I was the point man for communication, right? So we had, we went over to visit Jake. Um, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I, I we really hope that we make this thing. I was telling you, like, let's hope to make this connection. And I think we had texted back, back and forth, and then we didn't get much of a reply for a little bit. So I was like, maybe this is dead in the water. And then we finally connected and made these plans. And so, go, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we're out in like the middle. We're on Sepulveda Drive. Yeah. In West Hollywood. Mm. And dude, the, the place looked like a fucking drug compound. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's locked up. The windows are sealed. We're like, dude, where the fuck? We were are like standing we? outside like a gated fence for the longest because Jake from the pull Jake up. was at like a, maybe a gas station. Well, or Jake and Todd something. went to go. They went to like a dispensary or something oh, just to yeah. kill time. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, we're just waiting outside this compound. They finally get here. We go in. It turns out it's like this sick garage of vintage cars and shit. It was awesome. Yeah. Um. And we're talking to Nick, and he's like, yeah, I love it. I love you guys. Like, he was all in. He, and was, we were like, he was saying, um, too, you know, this was an idea that, that he had even thought about before Drizzly, like this idea of being able to really involve people in the games moment to moment. I mean, certainly, once again, we're by no means the first people to think about this idea, right? Like, how can you engage people while they're yeah. watching in a live, active manner? And so I think it was kind of um, a perfect uh little conversation because I was like, oh, wow, you've already thought about this thing that we're building. You know, he was happy to give us advice and all and that stuff. he, you know? you know, we ended up talking for like an hour um, and we were asking him like, dude, we're launching soon. Like, you have any advice on that? And he's like, you don't launch. Or he's like, you don't do this big, crazy launch. You just launch and hope mm-hmm. some people use it. Yeah. And every now and Which then you'll true. see a tick. Which yeah. True. I mean, then hopefully eventually, you know, you see that hockey stick, but yeah, Nick Rellis, we, we thought he was our guy. Yeah. We're not going to spoil the story, yeah. um, but things didn't exactly go as planned with, with Nick Rellis. So we, we, had, we were about to launch. We thought we had our guy mm-hmm. uh, to guide us to the promised land. Um, and, and, you know, a, a part of the story, too, is that throughout this whole thing, um, it's, it's ups and downs, right? Peaks and valleys. Um, it's funny. Remember we used to do track, um, and we were in one group, or whatever, and we didn't do like much team bonding. We were just like we liked each other, so yeah, we didn't. We were just to, naturally, yeah, friends. yeah. We didn't need to do team bonding, but some of the the sprints groups did team bonding, and they did peaks and valleys. And I always used to kind of dismiss it, like I was like, oh, that's kind of a stupid thing that they do. But it's it's true. Looking back on it, though, there are so many peaks and valleys. At this point, we're like, wow, things are going amazing. At this point, you know. All that, all bad that really happened was that we lost those pitch competitions. Yeah, and now, well, that's the funny thing. Going into the, the new pitch competition, we were like, you know, we're the only team because it was all about like the way they'd explain it is like show you got to show your progress yeah. since the last time because it's now been like six months. Yeah, and we were like, well, we're, we're by far in the best position now. Yeah. We've got a product, we tested it, and now we're just ready to launch. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably a good good place to end on a little cliffhanger. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. So we're we're prepping at the so it's October of 2020. No, sorry. Of, yeah, October 2020. Yo, sheesh, jeez, I forget 2022. So it's October of 2020. Dude, that's at this crazy. Point. That was over two years ago. It wouldn't. I wouldn't say over. It's like a year and a half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, you know, October 2020, we're gearing up for the 
the last pitch competition that we do up until this point. There's no more pitch competitions after this one for us, but we're, we're gearing up for that. And then we will probably go through uh, what the, you know, senior year and, you know, your fifth year looked like in terms of real time. Um, some of the progress that we made while we were in Meadow. Slowly trying to make it a real company, paid taxes on it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, 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 work, our way, we'll work our way probably into the summer um, or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. we incorporate finally. We work our way into the summer. We leave Amherst finally, although we still, you know, are sometimes there. Um, and then, honestly, we'll probably get pretty close to here sooner rather than later. So Sooner rather than later. Yep. Hope you guys have liked the, the story so far. Yeah, and then definitely, you know, don't hesitate to ask Five questions if you review. have any. Yeah. Um, all that good stuff. Bye, everybody. Peace.